Contention. Go! Up! Fighting out of Sacramento, California! What's it gonna do? Better. Stronger. Son of a bitch. Faster. Oh, yeah! But anyway, you know, I'm here with my buddy Brandon. It's World Carnivore Month. This guy's a complete savage. I, I think we need to commend people like yourself uh, for doing what you did. You came in here at 458 pounds, and I believe you weighed in at what? 347 this morning. 347. So you lost over 100 pounds. Um, mainly on a carnivore diet or like why don't you tell us well let's start here what advice would you have for somebody that wants to lose 100 pounds like what did you do to get there find someone that cares um like when i found charlie zamora who used to work here yeah um caffeine and kilos also he's our caffeine boy. and kilos yeah um, but when i first started i was absolutely depressed mm -hmm. i was the worst I'd ever been. Something crossed our paths, and he asked me how I was doing one day, and I broke. I just completely broke down. You guys been friends for a while, or how did you know him? So through my company that I work for, he has a contract with that company. And so he was um, at the gym that my company has training people, and I've run into him a few times. I've worked with them before, failed before, but this time it was different. It I didn't care if I woke up in the morning. It was that bad. And ran into him, and he goes, hey, tell you what, I'm going to give you two options here. Come to my gym on Monday, do the workout, or go do jujitsu. He said, one's free, one you're going to pay for. So I said, I'm there. I'll be there Monday. Packed my gym, pa packed my bag, went to the gym, came home. I felt great. I finished the workout. I got moving. I lifted, which was a new love for me. Yeah. And he said, I'm not making come back tomorrow. It's up to you. Next morning, I found myself packing my bag again, throwing my gym shoes in, the shorts, the shirt, go to work, back there the next day. And it was just one thing after another. I wasn't focused on diet. I was just focused on going to the gym and moving. Mm -hmm. And... One thing led to another. Were I'd, you resistant to it at first? Were you like, man, I, I never did anything. I mean, have you been doing stuff like that your whole life? Have you been inactive or, you know? During that time period, I had probably been inactive for about five years. Just not moving, rather sit at home, eat pizza, and play video games and drink on the weekends. Um, then when I met him, I, I could tell in his voice that he cared. And even to this day, a, a year later, I could still sense in his voice and the way that he treats me and the way that you guys treat me that you guys do care yeah and as soon as i went there the first day it was it was a crossfit style gym but the day that i walked in i immediately felt like i was family nobody there made me feel insecure about being there as some commercial gyms have made me feel in the sure. past but going there it was just such a community there that and it could be intimidating like charlie's a good looking guy in great shape it's like you know, it could be intimidating around some of those people, but he never makes it that way. He's the happiest never. person Absolutely. I know. He's always like almost almost fired up to a fault at sometimes. Yeah. You're like, hey, bro, just calm down. Yeah. You're too excited. But he's just a wonderful uh, person and a, and a great like family guy, too. And I think that's oh, important. Yeah. Like that family there at that gym is, is cool. 100%. But I was going there for about a month and 
Then he said, hey, what are you doing on the weekends? Because I wasn't going on the weekends. I was just focused on Monday through Friday. So one Thursday rolls around, and he goes, hey, I'm going to get you in contact with this guy. His name's Lil Smokey. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he knows you're coming. Be there Saturday, 10 o'clock. I'm not too accustomed to new things, so I woke up a little bit late, missed my alarm. I texted Charlie, hey, I'm going to be running a little late. Should I still go or should I just go tomorrow? He goes, still go. Just go. You're there to learn. That's it. So day one came walking in. Fortunately, he was running behind as well. Worked out with Bill and kind of stayed active until Smokey showed up. And then I did Smokey's workout. And on the way out, that's when me and you had ran into each other. And you just, hey, you doing anything for diet? And <laughs> yeah, I started talking a mile a minute. And yeah, like hey, carnivore diet, <laughs> yeah. right? You know. But um, you said, hey, if you ever thinking about it, here's the war on carbs. And oh, yeah, questions. Yeah. yeah, let me know. And so I went home that night, read the entire book in one sitting. The most ridiculous book ever. It's easy yeah. to read, but it's like so simple. Right, which is and what I needed works. at that time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need the over complex. The why war I'm on doing carbs it. is nine ninety nine. It completely can change your life because if you view it that way, like I don't think carbs are bad for anybody. But if you declare a war on carbs, you will lose weight. You will get lean. You will drop a lot of body fat. And if you just declare that war on carbs and say, I'm going to do a war on carbs and not eat a single gram of carbohydrates and not focus on anything else for the next three months, you will definitely lose weight. Is it the best way? Not necessarily. Are you going to keep it off? That's up to you. But if you need that jump start, something that, that simple. And a carnivore diet is very, very similar because it is a war on carbs. Right. And that was one thing that was nice about it in the beginning. It was, just, it was so simple. It was, okay, don't have carbs. And there are those hidden carbs and sauces and stuff like that. So... When I go to eat things, first thing I look at in the label, how many carbs it have? And I, in the beginning, I allowed myself a, gra- a grace period of thirty to fifty carbs. If I oopsied and had twenty carbs in a meal, okay, now I really got to watch it. It's simple as that. That's what, and that's not obviously for everyone. That's what that's what I've noticed works for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I will say the most frustrating part about it though was one thing that you had told me when I first started: give it about two weeks. It usually takes about two weeks for it to really take effect. So in the beginning when I – because I'd already dropped about 20 pounds before I'd started. And when I started the diet, I was stuck right there. I was at an industrial way station because I couldn't get on a normal scale. And I was there every day. How much did I lose? I was standing in the middle of this empty building in my underwear just trying to see that number drop. And it was you telling me give it about two weeks was like, okay – Let's slow it down, wait the two weeks, and sure enough, it was like almost the same exact day I started, I think I dropped five pounds two weeks from that day. It was the craziest thing, and then after that, it was about a pound or two a week and a steady, constant flow. If I had more walks or more cardio-based stuff, maybe it was five pounds that week. So you also did something that's really interesting, and I kind of like semi- against it a little bit, but then I can see the reasonings why, and so I just let you do it all the time, was you would tell me, like, I have this goal. I need to get down to, like, 360 by next Monday. And I'm like, "Eh, well, you don't really want to be doing weight cuts in the middle of, like, a weight loss program. But because I knew how determined you were, like, you lost, I want to say you lost, like, 70 pounds in, like, five months or something, like, in the beginning, right? right? So you really went on a tear. Yeah. And I think we had a conversation where I said, be careful, you may hit a wall. 
Um, when you're losing weight that fast, did you ever hit a wall? Yes. Uh, I'm currently trying to break one as well right now. Uh, for some reason, the 340s are just sticking me. Mm-hmm. And I've broken them twice. Every time I do it, I go, yay, let's celebrate. So I break 340. And because I've had well, – well, I'm going to go back a little bit because the main reason why I started was at 450, I knew – by July, I had to get on a plane for 18 hours to go to Greece for my buddy's wedding. I did not want to be 450 sitting on a plane for 18 hours. <laughs> so came in, and you had told me 90 pounds by that by that goal. So I remember that was your original goal. You wanted to fit in like yeah, yeah. In like the seatbelt and stuff, right? You told on me pl- that on the plane, yeah. Yeah, you told me that, and I went back to Charlie and I said, "Hey, this is what Chris said. I think he's out of his damn mind." Um, and he goes, "Listen to it. You'll do it." And the week before I left, I went on a 48-hour fast because I was determined. I was four or five pounds away to lose that last little bit. Yeah. And so I just went on a fast. I actually worked that day, brought a scale with me to work so I can weigh myself like every hour, yeah. every two hours, whenever I could. It's, and Yeah, it's really controversial to say, but the body fat that we have on our bodies is is fuel. Yeah. So it's like you yeah, we have like I already have a thousand candy bars strapped to me. Why do I need food? You right. know, and so it sounds cruel, but that's like the key into reducing your weight is we gotta reduce what we we intake. And so it, it just kinda makes sense over time. Like find a diet that helps you to eat less food over time. Yeah, like I said, I went to Greece, had a blast, made the weight. And I was there and I started eating whatever I wanted to because that was my grace period. I yeah. hit my big, big goal and I started eating whatever I want. I came back. I was like, I had to put on at least 20 pounds. I was the same exact weight I was when I left because I was walking around. I was eating good, natural food. How did it feel to go and fit on the plane and like fit in with your friends? So even at 360, it's still a little, still hard. It's still a little, still a little big. But fortunately, yeah. my other two friends were aware of that. Yeah. And... They kind of let me encroach in their seat a little bit. So it was still was a little tight. Let me still get getting, this armrest. Yeah, still getting bumped by the drink card every time it'd go by. Oh, yeah, every time. Um, I always get killed by that, too. Yeah. Well, I got the broad shoulders, too. So even underneath, it's going to well, be I'm, a I'm just, set. I'm just a little guy compared to you, and I still get killed by that. Yeah. For some reason, they love to smash your elbow. Yeah. But that was probably mentally the worst thing that could have happened to me. Because now I said, okay, I can eat whatever I want. I'm not putting anything back on. Um, not but you really. can only do that for like a day or two, right? And then, and then it just catch. And even the day or two will still mess you up, right. Pretty badly, and sometimes. And then I came back, and I had probably about a two week stint where I was eating pizza, I was eating ice cream, anything I wanted, and I still wasn't putting on weight. And you had told me be careful because that might take. So a it's couple a weird. Weeks. It's a weird period of time that celebratory time where you're like excited and happy and you're like I'm gonna eat whatever I want and those couple days actually feel great. But after the couple days, maybe like third, fourth day in, you start when you know when you know it's wrong, right? It starts making like I don't know. For me, I start I would feel like guilty and I'd feel shitty. And I've I've done this recently. I, I did three months of carnivore and then I cheated. And I ate like two boxes of Oreos in one day. And that's when I said like, this is disgusting. Like I have a binging problem. And I know Lane Norton does a lot of great work talking about like binging and stuff like that. And I I like to listen to everybody. And rather to say what somebody's saying like isn't exactly right or whatever doesn't make any sense when you have when you have people telling you, hey, if you don't eat, if you like his words on fat, like if you don't eat you're going to be hungry later so be careful because you might binge like crazy well that's what i was doing 
right? And I'm not, you can't deny that. That's what happens when, when you deprive yourself. So like for me, even intermittent fasting now has gotten dangerous to where that's going to lead to something bad later on. Yeah. Um, and so I was eating everything I wanted, found that refocused again. And then I dropped that 20 pounds to the 340. And the first time I hit it, I said, okay, that was my short-term goal. I celebrated last time I hit a goal. Let's celebrate again. What's that celebration? You mean eating? eating yeah. Like, trash? Go get that pizza that you've been craving for the last two weeks. You run back to the monster that got you there. It's, exactly. It's absolutely wild. You run back to what got you there. 100%. And I, I've come to the conclusion is because you have momentarily left the same state of desperation that got you to make the change. Yeah, you need that desperation. So, well, you know, oh, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but maybe desperation might start it, but you, in being a guy that's yo-yoing this thing, maybe you need that desperation to start, but at some point you can no longer, you have to, you have to transition to inspiration. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause if you keep, well, just, I get, I get complacent. Well, you know, when so, as soon as something goes good, I get complacent and that's so easy to feel. I feel like the desperation is almost needed to keep you going every day. You I, know? Mean, I mean, possibly. Right. But uh, when when I've, I, I keep getting this analogy of like you, you see a you see a you know, maybe you don't hit rock bottom, but you see this cliff and you're sliding to yeah. the cliff. You keep sliding to this cliff and you go, oh, my God, dude, I am going to fall and break, break my neck. Right. I'm going to. And so you start scooting back, you start scooting back, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, look how far I am away from the cliff again. And then you relax, and then you start sliding back to the cliff. Like, there needs to be this transition where you stop looking at what's behind you, and you have to start looking at what's ahead of you. Like, I, if you don't find that future yeah. motivation, it, it, I, I know this is all sort of like, it, this paradigm and example can be twisted any way you want. I'm, I'm just saying, like, what you're saying is has been the story of my life the last five years and and every time and i've tried having talks with you every time i have some sense of accomplishment in my own head it's like i'm lit a, a light switch goes off and then i just start fucking up again yeah it's and it's and it's it's insanity and it's the same insanity i keep finding well, myself when i just into. talked about cheating with two boxes of oreos that was for for six months I was working on trying to see my abs again. And the day I walked in the gym and Kenny, who's a bodybuilder, said to me, dude, your abs look sick. I was like, yes. And then I went home and ate two boxes of Oreos. Like, that, that was the day before. That's, that's you know? exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. That is exactly what, instead of going, holy shit, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing my abs. Let me see if I can actually get a cut six pack. And, and to be honest, I'm doing all this for pain relief, right? So that was literally put me back in pain like i know that that you know the next like three or four days actually even like the next week after i did that my joints just felt really really bad you know is yeah. it because of that i don't know but i didn't do anything else and i probably just you know would attribute it to that yeah um yeah because speaking about what you were talking about of like feel like you're falling off a cliff that's been my motivation this next big push is that about a month ago i started to feel that um, depression coming back and I'm like I do not want to feel like that again that was horrible what's the next big push is it for 2023 like you got a new year's resolution <laughs> or anything so I do plan to compete again in September in that area we're checking out comp right yeah. now did but you ever do powerlifting before you met us or anything nope 
Because you're pretty damn good at that too. So like what a lot of people probably don't know about you is that you can do a full squat with your heels on the ground, yeah. ass to grass at yeah. like, you know, 350 pounds, which is just like really impressive. And you're pretty strong for, for just getting into this. Like which, what are some of your, um, didn't you uh, bench a lot? Um, What'd you bench? Bench was 380. Yeah, 380 sick. Yeah, deadlift was five sixty eight, and then my squat, which is my weakest point, I I know I got a lot we of work on it. We won't uh, talk about it. We won't talk about it. That's not bad, actually. Yeah, but it's over four hundred pounds. I mean, it's only like thirty pounds away from my twenty pounds away from my bench. Yeah. So to me, that's a little pathetic. Yeah, you just work on it, though. Yeah, but no, here there's so many great guys that know what I need. You know, honestly, I, I think for you, one of the one of the things to do with you, and I should even talk to Mark about it, but like, we should get you to train the squat out. Like, you're a big dude and you can squat great. Yeah. Like, you might have the potential to really squat a lot of weight, <laughs> but you just have to, you have to like, focus on it and learn from someone like Mark who has the knowledge to, yeah. to get you there. But all the other guys like Smokey and John, like, they know too. Yeah. But I think if, um, yeah, I think if we kind of turned you into a squatter, we can get, we can crank that thing up. <laughs> If it's something you want to do, obviously. I do. I'm not going to be whipping you and be like, get on the squat rack. But I see how like beautiful your squat is. It sounds weird. And yeah. I, I'm always jealous. I come to the gym going, damn, I wish I could just drop down like that. It's incredible. I want to know what your five uh, go-to things are. Like, What are your five staples on your specific diet that you've been doing? Of like Pretty much a, a low-carb diet is what we'll set, call it, right? So if, if I have the time and I've got the resources, um, the perfect day for me would be wake up five to six eggs. Um, if I still have steak from the night before, slice it up, throw it in the eggs as well. Um, either top it with some hot sauce and, or some ketchup. Cause I'm a big ketchup on eggs guy. Um, you use some sugar free ketchup. Yes. And yeah. it, I think they add, I was almost little... afraid to ask cause I no. thought I was going to get the wrong answer. I'm like, yeah. oh, come on, bro. No, <laughs> I, I always make sure I get the sugar free and I kind of like it a little bit better. Like yeah. They add a little bit more vinegar to it or something. Which one do you get, Heinz? I get the Heinz, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I like the Heinz. I also really like the G. Hughes. At first, I hated it because it didn't necessarily taste like ketchup. But right. now I think whatever concoction they made is better than ketchup. Yeah. So it's like I ended up really liking it. The only the thing Heinz I don't 57. like is it doesn't have the squeeze bottle. You got to have the squeeze oh, bottle. You know? Yeah. So but, the Heinz uh, has the squeeze. Yeah. So, yeah, the five eggs, five or six eggs. Um, and I usually throw about three and a half slices of the uh, deluxe American on top and melt that on. The best cheese on the planet is Boar's Head White American. The boor, okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, Just like the cocktail weenies. They, boar's Head, they're <laughs> up on what they make. Every Everything from Boar's Head, they sell it at Nugget. I don't know if you have a Nugget in your area. Yeah. But uh, it's amazing. You got to check it out. Okay. It, even like um, go in and get, go to the deli at Nugget and get Boar's Head bologna and boar's head cheese and you know whatever other cold cuts but i'm telling you the bologna it's so good that you like i always thought huh. bologna was like a uh like a poor person thing yeah. like because everybody always make fun of it and when you have good bologna it's actually incredible yeah well i'll have to check that out because um there's a chef and i can't remember his name but he's a big guy tattooed up yeah he was talking about his is it Maddie Matt? Maddie? I believe so. Yeah, the big guy. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he was Maddie Matherson. Is that his name? No, I'll look him up. I'm not familiar with him. He was talking about uh, when he was dating this girl a while back. She, her mom would make them this bologna bowl, and she would basically put a couple pieces of bologna in a bowl, crack an egg in it, and then just microwave it. Oh wow! So I'm like, huh? I should try that. 
but I never have bologna in the house, so yeah. never had a chance to. Because the, the bologna will get nice and crispy around the outside. Well, the other the other thing you could do is you could do what I said with the chaffles. Yeah, and you could actually throw like lunch meat on top of that too, and fo- like you could make oh. it into a sandwich, like almost like a sandwich bread. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna make a big chaffle like sandwich and put some meat in the middle because that would be, actually be great. Like the cheese would melt on top of it, and it yeah. would be crispy. Yep. So I'm gonna try to make a masterpiece. Yeah, Maddie Matheson. That guy is amazing. I love that guy. He reminds me of my buddy Wayne. My buddy Wayne kind of looks like this guy. What was he doing? That were you saying? The bologna. The bologna bowl. bowl. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, is there um, is there anything else that you think people should know on their uh, weight loss journey? I think that um, we covered kind of a lot of things. But if there's anything specific you think people should know along the way, or like inspiration you want to give, one the uh, number one thing: reach out. At, Ask people. It, you'll be surprised at how much love and support is going to be out there for you. Um, that's one thing that I thought initially from the start when I first ran into Charlie is that, okay, this is going to be mostly me. He might chime in a little bit, but he has become like a father, a brother, a, a best friend that I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah. And then with you as well, um, being having that opportunity to be able to reach out and knowing that you'll always have – an answer. I also think like you don't reach out like that often. And so like I feel like the people that are good on their own are they're like they're good, man. Like if you're if you're like the way that you were with you, I didn't have to do anything. Right. I didn't have to constantly badger you. I didn't have to be like, hey, bro, you sticking to yeah. it. Like I know you're sticking to it. So it's like with certain people, you just know like, OK, he's going at it. Yeah. And what I think was also interesting is like you had this warrior mindset. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to show everybody I can do this kind right. of thing. I think that's important too. Um, and I felt bad in the beginning. So I was like, I don't want to bother him, but I really need this answer. So um, I was, I felt like I was really annoying to you, to Charlie and to a yeah. few other people, but to be a little selfish, it's kind of what I needed. Yeah. Um, and the other big thing is invest in the kitchen. That's been the number one thing for this. What have diet. you invested in, in the kitchen? What, do you, what are the things you use? The Ninja Foodie is amazing because i'll cook steaks in it now um, yeah ninja foodie grill which by the way i should have had a sponsorship a long time ago because i <laughs> had sold so many of those things yeah no that that thing is great because it's got like a high rack and depending on the thickness of the steak i'll preheat it i know you're not you don't have to but i'll usually do about five minutes on broil and then i'll broil one side for five to seven minutes depending on the steak thickness thickness turn it over same amount of time pull it out and wrap it in foil for 20 it is like the perfectly cooked steak. If you like medium rare, yeah, every single time, and it's consistent. What other tools you have in the kitchen? Um, Probably a Ninja blender. I think that's important, right? Or I some, bought the Ninja blender, or so a good I had, blender at least, so I could make the uh, chaffles. Which one thing I want to do is kind of incorporate the two and make some uh, panko fried chicken and chaffles. Oh yeah, I've done that. Uh, is, yep. it, is it worth it? Worth the time? I, 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 kind of, <laughs> you know. Um, I think what you have to do at the end, so here's my mistake. I think what you need to do for chicken and waffles that taste really good is at the end, you just take out the scissors because, you know, Mark and I are big on scissors. By the way, if you don't have scissors in your kitchen and use them all the time, then you're really missing out. So you get the tongs and you hold the chicken breast and chop it up into a bunch of little pieces and then chop the chaffles up into a bunch of little pieces. (laughs) Mix that all around with a little syrup and that shit will be bomb. Yeah. The problem is like when you make this big, you're, you're sitting there trying to like, it's, it's very annoying, but if you make it convenient to eat, the other thing I made yesterday is I made one of the best steaks, like I seared a steak, 
in my Jamelli grill, which goes up to 1,560 degrees, yeah. sits right on your countertop and can sear a steak, like a steakhouse. Yeah. So I did that, I chopped up the steak, and I took an avocado and I mushed it all up, and I whipped all that together with like steak and avocado, and it was so damn good. Huh. Like things like that just make me be able to eat more. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. One of the other big, I should have mentioned it earlier, the other big person that probably doesn't even know that I follow him because I'm so quiet on Instagram, is Dr. Sean Baker. Yeah. Is like, I had so many questions in the beginning because I'm Happy birthday, by the way. Sean yeah. Baker just had his uh, 56th birthday. birthday. Celebrated it with a steak, he said. Oh, on, perfect. On Instagram. Yeah. But, uh, no, because there was a lot of questions because I don't want to just, once I got past that honeymoon stage with carnivore and war on carbs, it was, okay, well, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. what supplements should I be focusing on? Um, and so a lot of times I could just look up the question and he's like one of the first names that pops up. And I'm like, okay, well, I know Chris talks in high regards of him. So yeah. I'll go check it out and see what he has to say about it. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, the reason I wanted to have you on here is I love you, man. I just wanted to commend you for doing such a great job. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we will uh, we'll get in the gym. We'll do some lifting. We got to you know, get out of here and go go get some training in. Yes, sir. Yeah. See you guys later.